Welcome to Multiverse of Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And we're having a... Otherworldly Conversation. Our semi-regular segment where we talk about things not necessarily related directly to mainstream comics. And this is probably going to be the only one we have for the month of May, because May is going to be crazy. Yep. So this week we're going to talk about comics, and then because both of us have been watching Animaniacs recently, we decided to do a completely pointless listing of the best segments, in our opinions. So we're probably going to get into a big argument about that. Are you ready, Devin? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, so do we want to get angry at each other first or talk about comics first? Let's get angry at each other first. That sounds good. Get that, get those veins pumping. Netflix recently added on Animaniacs. I just finished season one, which is like 60 plus episodes. Yeah. And I, you had been watching before because there had been a few times where I'd come over and you were watching the series. Yeah. Well, Amazon Prime had it actually before Netflix did. Yeah. Have you been watching it recently? Yeah. Or? Yeah, it's okay. like that show that I've, because I've been doing like a bunch of grad school work. It's that show that I've been having like on in the background. Yeah, no, I can dig that. The segments that we have are the Warner sketches. So like the basic Wacko, Yakko, and Dot cartoons, Pinky and the Brain, Slappy Squirrel, Good Feathers, Read It and Run, Buttons and Mindy, Minerva Mink, Mime Time, Chicken Boo, Colin, the kitty always tells the Randy Beeman stories, The Hip Hippos, Mr. Skullhead, Katie Kaboom, the Wheel of Morality, Dot's Poetry Corner, and The Great Wakarati. And so we both put them in order from worst to best. So, uh, like, I put mine in from best to worst, but it's probably better to read from the worst on up. I was so, going to say I did best to worst, too, but yeah, I can read from bottom up. Yeah. Well, like, reading from bottom up, I think, adds more surprises, because I think we're very similar on the worst stuff. Mm-hmm. And with me, my system was more of... If there were somehow going to be new episodes or if there was an episode that I hadn't seen that had the different segments, these are the segments that I'd be most excited to see as opposed to what's necessarily the best. So it's a bit of the track record, that sort of thing. Yeah. So going from worst to best, the worst for me is Buttons and Mindy. Hey, same. Then Hip Hippos, uh, Wheel of Morality, Colin. Dot's Poetry Corner, Good Feathers, Minerva Mink, Rita and Runt, Slappy Squirrel, Chicken Boo, The Warner Sketches, The Great Wacko Roddy, Katie Kaboom, Mime Time, Pinky and the Brain, and then at the top is Mr. Skullhead. Okay, well you're full of shit. Oh my god. You put <laughs> Wheel of Morality so far to the bottom? That is number one on this guy's list. Okay, we'll go over your list. Okay, got Buttons. Minerva Mink, Hip Hippos, Rita and Runt, Das Poetry Corner, The Great Wackarati, Colin, Katie Kaboom, Chicken Boo, Slappy Squirrel, Mime Time, Good Feathers, Pinky and the Brain, Mr. Skullhead, The Warner Brothers, and their sister Dot, and then at number one, Wheel of Morality. So we have some big differences in here. I mean, this is like amalgam all over again. Mm-hmm. Well, with me, Mr. Skullhead was something that never outwore its welcome, so I'm always happy to see more of Mr. Skullhead. Some of them, it's just like they never really worked for me. Like Buttons and Mindy is always a lot of effort put into something that is 
barely worth it. Like, the one that I remember liking is the zombie one. I see, I don't know if I rewatched that one recently or not. Oh, that's the one where Buttons ends up getting the Michael Jackson thriller jacket? Nope, haven't rewatched that one recently. Yeah. Well, I haven't either, but it's just one that's, like, happily in my memory. But, like, so many of them, it's just like, yeah, you set it up. The mom's told Buttons to watch Mindy. The mom has also told Buttons not to do something. And then you know that he's going to try and save her life. I want Buttons to let the child die. Oh, yeah. And there's just a couple. But it's just like, it's just the same thing every time. Yeah. And but, yeah, did, Buttons and Minnie, it's just the same thing. I did really enjoy the episode that they had where they, like, switched up the pairings of characters. Yes. So it was, like, Pinky and Mindy. Yeah. No, that was good. Or, no, the Brain and Mindy. I did yeah. rewatch that one last night, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's such an interesting show for how long it went. Well, it's only like three years. Yeah, but I mean, they did a lot of episodes those years. It's true. Like, they got into syndication almost after that first season, though that first season was like 60 plus episodes. Yeah. Back in the days when Steven Spielberg was king of children's cartoons. Before Pokemon killed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Good times. It was. And then we can talk about some uh, comics. I know you've got one book you want to talk about, but I have two recent books that I am totally in the bag for. What books, Luke? So the first one is the newest issue of The Ultimates by Al Ewing with art by Christian Ward. And they've been dealing with Galactus. And so now this issue is Galactus having his own, like, finding his place in the universe since he's no longer the Destroyer. And, uh, like, he meets a few of the other cosmic entities. He runs into Molecule Man. And it's both, like, set up for big events that are going to be happening down the line. But also it's giving Galactus more personality. And I think he's a character who is not necessarily treated as a character all the time. So that makes him very interesting. The second book that I wanted to talk about was the most recent issue of The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number seven, by Ryan North, Erica Henderson, and Rico Renzi. And it's a choose-your-own-adventure story. Oh, that's cool. And you know who shows up in this story? Who? The Nazi made of bees, Swarm. Nice. So you get to play a squirrel girl and koi boy to help defeat Swarm. Swarm. But it's like a beautifully laid out book. It gets the idea across of how to like do the choose your own adventure stories. And except for one editorial issue where... Like, the arrow lines that you're supposed to be following change between pages. It was impeccably put together. Nice. Well, Ryan North does know how to do uh, choose-your-own-adventure books. Yes, he does. And, like, just really weird storytelling stuff that is also very fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and at the end, you get a coupon for snacks from Galactus for playing Squirrel Girl so well. Oh, excellent. Mm Mm-hmm. And now you had a book you wanted to talk about that you finally got. That's true. Okay, well, I don't really think anyone does know this because I don't know if I brought it up. I have been trying to collect all of the Carol Danvers Ms. Marvel series. And I got all of her solo series, but there was one that eluded me. It was the House of M tie-in giant size Ms. Marvel, which had a brief little encounter with her in the House of M world and along with a bunch of reprints of past issues. I have been looking for this thing, I would say, for about mm, two, three years now. Yeah, because when I was going to shows, I was looking forward for you as well. I just accepted it was a thing that didn't exist anymore. 
But sure enough, I tried a new comic store for the first time yesterday, and bam, they had it. Well, and also you like kept describing it as a House of M tie-in, and it wasn't really House of M branded. Like there's a House of M branding on the front, so I kept looking for that, and it's like, nope, that's not where it is. And that's the problem, yeah. It was like I didn't know where in the world it would ever be, because some stores, since it's giant size, Miss Marvel will have it under the G's and not m's mm-hmm. so yeah so i never and then yeah since it was a house of m tie-in i wasn't sure if it'd be there or not either yeah it was really weird and there was that while where you thought it came with the uh miss marvel action figure yes yeah i thought that too and it did not nope it was a different print of a different book that had a similar looking cover yep one other thing that was this week was alien day did you do anything for alien day i did not the uh, Gateway Film Center here in Columbus, Ohio, ended up doing a showing of both of the movies. You mean and, the first uh, two? Yeah. There's four. Well, you know me, I saw them in the worst possible order, where I saw Alien vs. Predator, and then Prometheus, and then last year at the uh, Sci-Fi Film Marathon, that was when I saw Alien and Aliens for the first time. Yeah. I've only I seen those on the big screen. I don't know, Alien vs. Predator, I still like that movie. Oh no, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I had like none of the context with it. Oh yeah, then that's fair. No, I'd seen at least Alien when I saw Alien vs. Predator. Well, and for me, it was like I was familiar with it from context and everything. Like between the movies, they showed a bunch of commercials from uh, like Alien vs. Predator movies and like uh, robot chicken sketches, and then they ended with the spaceball scene. Oh, nice. I was really hoping they were going to show bread, though. Yeah, I'm probably, yeah it's not surprising they didn't, don't. Yeah. That's kind of a marathon thing. Yeah. Though I did get the uh, special Mondo Alien t-shirt. Which was oh, neat. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, for Alien. Oh, we should have tied in for Alien Day. We can do that next year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because there's like Alien versus Predator versus Batman and Superman and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Where apparently Superman just treats the aliens like they're annoying dogs who are trying to play with him just because they can't burn through them. I haven't read that one. I have at least the first issue of Alien or of Superman versus Predator. You know what series was really great last year? Hmm. Archie versus Predator. Oh yes, I didn't read it, but I've heard good things. Oh yeah, no, that series was a hoot. Oh, man, speaking of Archie, I did, because I got to pick a bunch of graphic novels to buy for the school library I work at, and I bought the first volume of Archie and the first volume of Afterlife with Archie. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and the first volume of Jughead. No, that's not out yet. I know. Yeah, so I can't buy that. So, well, I can't buy it. Well, it's not coming to after summer, so it'll be something I buy next year. But also, the book I did decide to subject to all the children of the world, which I'm very excited for. Why, yes, I did have us, our library, buy the omnibus of Superior Foes of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic chum. Did you read the most recent issue of Sex Criminals? No, not yet. Oh, it is fantastic. Because actually, I haven't read actually the last couple of them. What? Yeah, I own them. Like, they're sitting in my room, but I haven't got a chance. To, I haven't gotten around to reading them. Ah, uh, Okay. Well, because well, just for me, it's what's it called? The the delays have been a little bit too much for me. Yeah, that is sort of the problem when you've got 
like both people working on multiple comic projects right now. Yeah, it's, it's just they lost so much momentum. Cause, I mean, it's almost been a year since just volume three started. Yeah, but this was the last issue, so you can read them all and. Yeah, no, exactly. Catch up. Because, no, yep. actually, with the exception of Walking Dead and Sex Criminals, I've stopped buying all image comics in single issues. Because for me, with a lot of the image comics, they don't work well in single issue format, at least for me. I think Saga does. Saga might. I don't read Saga, so. Oh, okay. Because, like, I mean, Pretty Deadly, I didn't think worked well as, like, a single issue. But even Bitch Planet, I don't think works as great as a single issue. Like, to me, it's like they're trying to tell, like, a good story arcing narrative, but it requires multiple issues to get there. Yeah, I can dig it. Where to me, yeah, they just don't work quite as well with like the whole, the monthly format. Well, and then they're a lot more welcoming to people who only want to buy them in single in uh, trade format. Oh no, yeah, from that part, definitely agree. Okay, well, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about, or can we wrap this one up? No, I think we can wrap this up. Oh, the new issue of Spider Man was good. Everyone should be getting on board the Amazing Spider Man. I am behind on all the Spider Man books. No. Oh, we're so busy with everything we're reading, Devin. No, I know. Yeah, but I've been very impressed with Dan Slott for being able to take Spider-Man, who's traditionally like your street-level fighter-esque, and like making him like a world-class character now. I can dig it. Yep. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. Otherworldly Conversations is a bonus podcast of Multiversal Q. If you enjoy... The podcast, let us know. Drop us a line at multiversalq at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our website. Or where can people find you online, Devin? You can find me on Twitter at FredoFett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And where can people find you, Luke? You can find me online on the Twitter at at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. This one's for Hank. <laughs>